What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. Anyone will tell you the best part about Northwestern is the spring because mm-hmm. it gets nice out. People sit in hammocks on the lake fill. People go swimming at the beach. Um, the best was it became like in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. at the middle or end of April mm-hmm. and everyone was at the beach, you know, like yeah, yeah. classes were getting a little bit slim with the amount of attendance <laughs> for two days because everyone's like oh my gosh like Chicago winter is done it's 70 out we need to go to the beach that is Leah Kalkowski who's studying psychology and social policy at Northwestern University hello I'm your host Venkat Raman in high school Leah was interested in a variety of activities. Her driving passion had to do with helping people. Her chemistry teacher told her chemistry was her future and that she should pursue it. She joined college as an undeclared major with the idea of pursuing chemistry. That would soon change. Leah joins us on our podcast to share her undergraduate college journey at Northwestern her role at Matriculate, counseling college-bound students, and her advice for high schoolers. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. I love Northwestern. I think it allows so much wiggle room, as I'll call it, um, in mm-hmm. your education. I have switched majors mm-hmm. um, two different times now. So mm-hmm. I'm on my third major because, <laughs> um, you know, you take classes, you learn something new, and you're like, wow, I want to pursue that. When I was just thinking about schools and what I really wanted to have, I wanted that flexibility to be able to learn and take classes and do all types of things. And I think um, – Northwestern, you have to take so many core classes, or I guess we call them distribution, mm-hmm. within so many different subjects, and there were so many different classes you could take to fill those, and for me, it just seems like the best fit of a place that would kind of cultivate my love for learning. And I actually came in undecided, but was going to do a chemistry. I actually wasn't officially declared chemistry. Mm -hmm. at any point but like that's what I had in my mind Mm -hmm. um because I had a my high school teacher just told me like this like this could be your future and I thought wow like I think I could do this and Mm -hmm. I took chemistry my first quarter and it's one of the most like notoriously hard classes on campus (laughs) so you go through all that training and then when you get paired with a student you set up meetings and so Usually it's like weekly meetings. Sometimes it's um, every other week, depending on how busy your high school fellow is. Um, Just like an hour to two hours a week of Zooming with these students or calling them if they don't have access to Zoom. Mm -hmm. And just being like, hey, this is the college process. This is where we're going to start. This is how we can help you. Like, uh, I think my biggest thing is don't limit yourself. 
just because someone you know hasn't done it before you doesn't mean it can't be possible. Just because someone you know, just because no one from your school has ever gone to a certain college doesn't mean you can't. Mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes as people, we limit ourselves and we kind of put ourselves into boxes of like, this is as much as I can achieve and this is as much as I can do. Mm-hmm. But I think that don't ever stop dreaming. These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters. Alma Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For my newsletter, visit almamatters.substack.com. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Leah. So without further ado, here is Leah Kalkowski. So maybe the best place to start is... um... Tell us a little bit about your overall experience so far as an undergraduate at uh, Northwestern. Yeah, um, I love it. I just finished my first year, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't have asked for a better year. Mm-hmm. I was really scared coming to school because um, it felt so far away from home, and I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a couple people from my state I found out that go there, so I didn't know mm-hmm. anybody going in, and that was really uh, intimidating to me to not know anything about it. But um, I love Northwestern. I think it allows so much wiggle room, as I'll call it, um, in -hmm. your education. I have switched majors Mm -hmm. um, two different times now. So I'm (laughs) on my third major um, because, you know, you take classes, you learn something new, and you're like, wow, I want to pursue that. And so I've had that happen a couple times, but I think I finally landed on um, my official major. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I mean, you know, you have to explore. I mean, that's what college is for. So I think yeah. you're doing, doing the right thing. And Northwestern has the quarter system. Mm-hmm. So we do three quarters during the year instead of two semesters. Sure. And I think that's also helped um, just propel my love for learning even further. I take four classes for 10 weeks at a time mm-hmm. and it allows you to really be focused on those subjects but also move at a fast pace where you're not um, you're not going to get bored yeah. you always have something to do how did you end up choosing northwestern you said it's far away from your home but you do that um i say far away from home but it is only like a nine hour drive uh, okay. i'm from nebraska I'm from Nebraska originally, but um, the culture kind of of where I grew up is that you stay pretty close to home for college. I think most mm-hmm. people I went to school with were within like three hours of home, mm-hmm. um, mainly in like Nebraska, South Dakota, and Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about moving to Chicago after growing up in a small town was, I guess, Northwestern is Evanston, but... It was close enough to Chicago where I felt like it was a huge leap Mm -hmm. for me just growing up in this small community my whole life Mm -hmm. and that known from my school. So I graduated with about um, 45 kids at my Mm -hmm. public school. And Mm -hmm. so definitely small compared to what most people would think about a public school. Yeah. And um, I guess it wasn't even a thought process until my junior year, really, that I could go anywhere besides um, all the places near me. I never thought I could reach anywhere besides those. And so um, 
when I was looking at schools, I loved the Chicago area. Um, mm-hmm. I always loved when we would visit. But when I was just thinking about schools and what I really wanted to have, I wanted that flexibility to be able to learn and take classes and do all types of things. And I think um, Northwestern, you have to take so many core classes, or I guess we call them distribution, mm-hmm. within so many different subjects. And there were so many different classes you could take to fill those. And for me, it just seemed like the best fit of a place that would kind of cultivate my love for learning and help push me forward on the path whatever path I chose to go to or whatever path I chose to be on. So tell us a little bit about high school. What were you like in high school? What were you interested in? Um, High school, (coughs) um, for high school. So uh, again, like I said, like I grew up in a very small town. And Mm -hmm. with that comes the ability to try a lot of things. We may not have had as many choices of activities and clubs and sports as bigger schools. But what I am forever grateful for is that I was able to participate in almost everything my school had to offer Mm -hmm. Um, because you had a small pool of kids Mm -hmm. that could be in your activities. And if you limited them to just sports, you wouldn't have any kids left for theater. You wouldn't have any kids left for music. So, Uh Um, I was involved in one act, which is um, a theater competition type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so we would travel and perform. And I actually did acting in it. And mm-hmm. then I did volleyball and basketball. I was on the dance team and mm-hmm. um, student council. You know, just the ability to be able to be and dip my toes into so many different things. No, that's great. That's, uh, you know, that's a great way to sort of experience a lot of different uh, things and activities. Now, what, 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 what were you passionate about? What, what were the things that excited you? I think that um, what's always excited me, been exciting to me, is why it was so hard for me to choose a major in the first place. Yeah. Is because I knew what I was good at and I knew what I was passionate about was mm-hmm. helping other people and helping the people around me become Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. and I would have this conversation with my mom like I know I'm good at that I've been told I'm good at that I know like in my heart I am but how does that translate into a degree how do you take those skills and just say this is your degree Mm -hmm. and so I think for me the chance to try so many things was a chance to be able to meet new people be able mm-hmm. to learn about people and that learning about so many other people and their lives and their stories that creates empathy, which is the key thing to helping people. And so I think that's what drove me doing all my activities and then now into um, my life. So then um, you get ready for college. You, um, you know, drive nine hours away to Northwestern. What was that transition like? The transition was hard. I did not realize how, I mean, I knew Northwestern academics were going to be intense, but I guess it never um, hit me 
until I got there those first few weeks that like, wow, I'm doing this. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've got to get going. Like I've got to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think in my mind, I like tried to mentally prepare myself, but it's not the same thing as actually doing it, actually right. doing the work. That's right. And so I will say my first quarter there, like it was a bit of a rocky start, mm-hmm. but I ended up finding my way and it created resilience. It, I had to push my way through. I had to figure what life was like there. You know, everyone, um, the majority of campus is so self-driven and you meet all these people who are already doing research, already doing projects and, oh, I've already had internships and you can kind of compare yourself and feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But I think the best thing that I realized by the end of the year is whatever path I'm on is the path I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not right to compare, but that's not the culture of the campuses. They don't want yeah. you to compare, which I mean, it's easy for um, us kids to do is we all are pushing ourselves to be successful. And so it's so easy to compare yourself to the LinkedIn of another student. But at yeah. the end of the day, you're doing something different. You're doing what's right for you. And that as long as you work the hardest you can and do the most you can, like at the end of the day, that's good enough for me knowing that maybe it's not as impressive as a resume as other people, but I know that I'm passionate about what I'm doing and that I am working hard and making a difference in the things I do. What do you think of your classmates and peers? Um, what did that feel like? Um, like I was mentioning earlier, like it is, I don't think cutthroat is the right way to say it, but it is a very intense, like highly academic um, mm-hmm. kind of community. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's why I wanted to be here. That's why I wanted mm-hmm. to go to Northwestern. I wanted to be surrounded by people who cared just as much about their education, just mm-hmm. as much about learning. And so I think sometimes we can get caught up in um, that like academic drive, but I've never met a single person who wasn't willing to take their time to help you. Mm -hmm. I've never met a person who wasn't willing to study with you. And so I think some people could talk about a competitive um, community. And it is in the way that if you want to do research, like you're going to have to have a good resume, um, which that's not even true. Um, The campus is so great as helping you start Mm -hmm giving you a starting point, giving you as many resources as possible. And so, but um, along with the competitiveness of like, we're all trying to do our best, there is that community. Um, There is that sense of like, we will collaborate. And um, it's even true in curriculums. There's engineering students have to take classes where they work on projects together. And so Mm -hmm. it's, not just by yourself, you are um, entrenched in this community. Um, And it's even apparent in the first week you're there. Um, Mm -hmm. Orientation is a whole week long, or I think Mm -hmm. like five or six days. Mm -hmm. And it was intense getting to campus for the first week. And Mm -hmm. all you're doing is activities with people and um, all these stuff around campus and talking about resources. And you can feel a little overwhelmed. But Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Northwestern is trying to set you up for that success, for meeting the people and collaborating and doing things together. And so I found a lot of great connections with people on campus. 
Um, I think another one of the things that I think I mentioned earlier about wanting to learn about people is that's yeah. one of my favorite things is learning the stories of people and where'd you come from? Well, how'd you get here? Um, what, what was your life like before here? Now, let me ask a question about your major. I mean, you mentioned that you came in with some ideas, you've changed your mind, quote unquote, a couple of times. Tell us that process uh, that uh, you have gone through in this one year. And I think you for right now settled on psychology and social policy, right? Is that uh, yes. So t- tell us about tell us about how how it happened. Maybe it was not all planned or rational, but just give us a feel for how you went about it. Yeah, so I actually came in undecided, but was going to do a chemistry. I actually wasn't officially declared chemistry mm-hmm. at any point, but like that's what I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a my high school teacher just told me like this like this could be your future, and I thought, wow, like. I think I could do this. And mm-hmm. I took chemistry my first quarter, and it's one of the most, like, notoriously hard classes on campus. <laughs> and I did fine. I passed. I did well. But I realized, I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't have a passion for this subject, like mm-hmm. so many of the people around me. Yeah. And I think that's for me when I was like, oh, maybe not. Um, and so I – um. My seminar, everyone has to take a seminar their first quarter, right. and mine was called Being Female in the 21st Century, and it was a psychology class, mm-hmm. and I absolutely adored my professor. I thought, or I still think she's one of the most successful women that I've met, and just her mind amazes me, mm-hmm. and so that kind of started pushing me towards psychology. It's mm-hmm. like thinking it can be more than oh, you're a, you're a therapist or a counselor, which those jobs are so important. But I was like, I don't know if that's the right path for me. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that this job or this degree could be so much more. Um, so I took a journalism class my second quarter, and I really enjoyed it. It was just like the basics of reporting and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great professor for that, too. She was an, ama- she was an amazing sports journalist in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And hearing her stories just amazed me. And Mm -hmm. so then I officially declared as journalism, Mm -hmm. and then I took um, video journalism spring quarter, so third quarter, Uh and just through that, I was, like, seeing the people around me and what passion they had for journalism, and I was like, I don't think this is me. Um, I had kind of started to think second quarter that I might want to go to law school when I graduated, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people do journalism and then go on to law school at Northwestern, so I was like... I just don't know if this is the path for me. So then the end of um, my freshman year, I decided to go social policy, which um, the school of education and social policy at Northwestern is, I think one of their newer, the newest schools, Mm -hmm. but um, they just do such cool work there. And I knew, especially like through my work at matriculate, like how much I loved the mission, how Mm -hmm. much I loved doing that, that, that was probably the right path for me. So now I am social policy and psychology, hopefully going to law school afterwards. But I know that if I decide not to go to law school, I still have so many opportunities with um, the degree and the education I'm getting. Let's jump to something else. You just mentioned matriculate. 
So, um, you know, you're a matriculate advising fellow. Uh, you're doing a lot of different activities with them, including an internship. So tell us how you got to, you know, meet matriculate, so to speak, and how you got introduced to them and uh, what does being a fellow mean? Yeah, so before I even got to Northwestern campus, it's, it's a thing now, like once you get into school, people will put like the school name in their bio and you find people and almost create an online community before yeah. you even get step on campus. Mm-hmm. And so one of the people I followed posted something about Northwestern matriculate. And this is the first year we've ever had a fellowship. Mm-hmm. So he actually got involved because he was a high school fellow himself and just reached out and said, hey, I'd really like to be involved. So he was involved before he even got onto campus. But um, I saw his post and I was like, wow, like that might be something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So we went to the org fair and I stopped at their table. I got on their email list and uh, I think a month had gone by and I was mm-hmm. pretty sure applications had closed. Um and then they posted something on their Instagram, like, hey, applications have been extended, deadlines have been extended, come to our session to talk about it and work on your um, application. Mm-hmm. So I came and I was talking to the head advising fellow who I now work with. Uh-huh. And I was just loving what he was telling me about it and loving mm-hmm. what he was telling me about his time with matriculate and I was like okay that's it like I have to join so I sent an application and it's not even the once you send an application you're accepted it's okay you're accepted to now go through the training and interview process Mm -hmm. and so all throughout fall quarter we did training and then sometime when we got back to school in January it was you had to do a live do more training and then do an interview and like a live session with someone so definitely the road to become an advising fellow um, it was more work than I thought at the beginning, yeah. but yeah. I'm so g- grateful that I did it. Um, just the training itself taught me a lot, but um, I joined and I did not know another person um, personally like that was joining. And so through all the meetings, like I made some great friends because we were all like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this process together. And we're going to figure it out together. And we did it. We joined. We all passed and became advising fellows. And I think I got my first um, high school fellow in very, very beginning of April. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with her since then. And then I got my second one in, I think, May. What does is, what is being a fellow entail? What do you have to do? How do you help? Uh, yeah. So you go through all that training and then when you get paired with a student, you set up meetings. And so usually it's like weekly meetings. Sometimes it's um, every other week, depending on how busy your mm-hmm. high school fellow is. Um, just like an hour to two hours a week of Zooming yeah. with these students or calling them if they don't have access to Zoom mm-hmm. and just being like, hey, this is the college process. This is where we're going to start. This is how we can help you. Like, we want you to go to a college that is going to mean a lot to you and that is a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And so let's start now. Because I think when you um, 
a lot of these a lot of these students are um, they're low income. A lot of them are first gen students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's about providing them those resources that they did not know existed. They didn't know the process. Um, I think one of the reasons that I felt so strongly after going to that meeting about I have to apply as I was reflecting on my college process itself. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't know that early decision was a thing until my senior year started. Mm-hmm. I didn't know people like, I didn't know that that application process was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that I never wanted any kid who dreamed of going somewhere, who wanted to achieve something, I didn't want them to go through that process alone. So that's what um, advising fellows are. We're not going to let you go through that process alone. We are your mentor, advisor, friend sometime. And so it's really great. You just get a one-on-one connection with a student and um, you start out, you're like, okay, this is the college process. And then you go with, okay, let's look for colleges. Um, What would this mean to you? What kind of colleges would you like? Um, You help them find them. You help them find scholarships keep them on track and give them any advice they ask you edit essays you do anything really that they need for support is um, seniors typically or do you talk to sophomores I know you just started the process but yeah so you always get um, when you get matched with them it's a two-year cycle that you are an advising fellow. So I started okay. my training in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then the um, high school fellows that I have, they're always going to be going into their senior year okay. on the second year. So they were both juniors in the spring. And that's how all of them are. Um, the This cohort is the class of 2024. And we're actually going to, when we get back in the fall, we're going to be recruiting and training people to advise for the class of 2025. And so I will have these two students until they go to college next fall. Hmm. And how many students does a fellow typically, an advising fellow typically have? Um, The average is two to three. Some people have one, depending on, like, what they say they can give commitment. And some people have four. That's in, like, an extreme case. So two to three is, like, the sweet spot of what most people have. Oh, that's great. That's great. So that's really uh, very personalized attention. You've obviously gone through the process yourself. Now you're advising a couple of students. What are you finding? I mean, uh, what, what perspective do you have now about the process and how are you able to help them? Yeah. So we go through that like immense amount of training and like videos online Um, So that you do know that you become not quite an expert, but you become so knowledgeable that you can help these students. And so I found out things about the college process that even after I did it, like I didn't know. I didn't know what QuestBridge was until I joined matriculate. Um, And so learning, learning about that and learning how it can help my high school fellows and that process and it's a continuous learning thing. It, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know what QuestBridge was. Okay, I'm going to go to these webinars that Matriculate is providing me with so that I can learn and I can help better. Um, I can better help advise my high schoolers in, on this process. 
And so what I'm learning is that I may not have all the answers, yeah. but I'm going to find them. I'm going to help you find them. I'm going to help give you resources in order to be as successful as possible. You have an additional role as a fellows coordinator, advising fellows coordinator. Um, what does that entail? Yeah. So originally, um, each fellows or each cohort. Um, so we have our fellowship on Northwestern campus of all of us who are doing it. And this mm-hmm. is our first year. So we only have one cohort included, mm-hmm. but a cohort is the group of students um, who will be there for two years. So yeah. we're the cohort for the class of 2024 and then a separate cohort will be our class of 2025. A head advising fellow um, just oversees all of us. You know, we -hmm. go to meetings once a month to catch up about, okay, this is what's new. This is where you should be in the process. And um, Isaiah has been so great about every single month he's been doing that. Mm -hmm. But eventually we kind of got so big as a cohort. Uh, We Mm -hmm. surpassed the levels they had planned for us. Mm-hmm. that he needed help. And so I applied to be an advising fellow coordinator and I'm just that extra little bit of help for him doing whatever he needs, helping with the social media. Right now we're doing one-on-one meetings with everyone in the cohort to be like, Hey, how's things going? What do you need from us? What can we do to improve this experience for you? Mm-hmm. And so just really doing whatever um, the head advising fellow needs me to do to help mediate his responsibilities. And so it's great seeing it it from another side that um, I'm not just the one like reporting to them anymore that I see all these problems and I have to figure out solutions. You know, I have to become more knowledgeable in order to have this role. Now you have a summer summer internship as well, right? Yes. Um, Helping with marketing and partnership. What do you do for that? I mean, what do you do in that role? Yeah, so um, I work with the um, marketing and revenue team on really just anything they need. Um, They're super great about letting me um, see anything I want to. So if there's another department that I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to know what that's all about. They will absolutely connect me with people. Mm-hmm. But um, so far, I've helped them do a lot of marketing. is doing like Google Analytics, setting up something for them so mm-hmm. that we can see our impact. We can see how are we reaching students. Because for us, the big thing is a lot of students don't know about matriculate. And mm-hmm. how can we get the word out so that we can help as many students as possible? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Then, that's wonderful. Yeah. And now just more um, housekeeping stuff like annual reports, really just being anything they need me to do, um, any projects that they need done. I work with my um, my manager, my supervisor, and she's been great. And it's not only that matriculate's hiring me to do this work for them. It's that I'm having meetings with my supervisor where she's like, okay, and now let's talk about, like, career readiness or, like, professional development opportunities for you and asking mm-hmm. me um, who in our, like, network of people would you want to connect with? How can we help you better your career? And so for me, it's been great that um, they've connected with 
me with people like outside of matriculate, but also I've had so many of the workers who I don't, I don't even work with them. I don't have contact with them, but they'll reach out to me and be like, Hey, I would love just a quick 15 minute coffee chat with you just to like learn about you and see Mm -hmm. what you're doing. So really helping me also create a network of people. So now uh, let's seg to a question of giving advice. I know you're spending a lot of time with uh, rising seniors about college. So what would you tell the college-bound high schoolers out there? What kind of advice would you give them based on your experience and whatever you're learning through this process with matriculate? Yeah, I think my biggest thing is don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Just because someone you know hasn't done it before you doesn't mean it can't be possible. Just because someone you know, just because no one from your school has ever gone to a certain college doesn't mean you can't. Mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes as people, we limit ourselves and we kind of put ourselves into boxes of like, this is as much as I can achieve and this is as much as I can do. Mm-hmm. But I think that don't ever stop dreaming. Don't ever stop thinking you can do something because that's how you get stuff done. You know what? If you apply to a college and you get rejected, I mean, it's all part of the process, but you know, if you wouldn't have, if you were too scared to apply before, why were you too scared? If they reject you, you're just where right back to where you were when you started as in not being accepted to the college. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, that's my biggest piece of advice is don't be scared. Don't be scared of the rejection. Don't be scared that, You'll make a fool of yourself if you um, aim for something because you won't. You know, that's how people get places. As we start winding down here, uh, I wanted you to sort of share some memory or vignette or anecdote from your first year in college, anything that you think our listeners might want to hear or might like to hear. Yeah. Um, There's just so many different moments that I've had that I hope every single student has. Um, Just Wildcat Welcome Week is that Mm -hmm. first orientation week, and it's it's exhausting. You've just moved yourself in. You've just said goodbye to your parents, Um, you know, like during that week because they have this march through the arch where we all um, all march through Northwestern. Um, has a big arch that's kind of like a staple on our campus Uh and you march through it to start your freshman year and then when you graduate everyone walks out of it Uh and so it was this this moment of like hey guys we're starting like we're actually starting and I was with my peer advising group who I had seminar with all these people and we Uh just all were just met each other and we're kind of feeling awkward but then like hey we're about to do this and yeah. so um, that, for me, was a moment. We're ready. Like, we're ready to do this, I think, was one of my most memorable moments on campus where I was like, I'm in college now. But also just not even memories that were made um, by going out and doing things, but by doing stuff for class. I, my best friend, one of my best friends I've made, is because mm-hmm. we had chem um, peer-guided study group together. And then mm-hmm. we realized we were in the same lab. And it's this moment of we're going through this stressful thing together, but mm-hmm. 
I have this person here with me that I know is going to support me. Um, moments like that, that you're like, they may not seem like huge monumental things, but when I look back on my freshman year, like that's what I'm remembering. I'm remembering uh, meeting her and getting having a friendship with her. And I think anyone will tell you the best part about Northwestern is the spring because mm-hmm. it gets nice out. People sit in hammocks on the lake fill. People go swimming at the beach. Um, the best was it became like in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. at the middle or end of April. Mm-hmm. And everyone was at the beach, you know, like yeah, yeah. classes were getting a little bit slim with the amount of attendance <laughs> for two days because everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like Chicago winter is done. It's 70 out. We need to go to the beach. And so. Yep. That sounds sounds great. Sounds great. So, so Leah, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for sharing your experiences, uh, both in college as well as with matriculate. Um, I know that there's still some part of the college journey to go through, and I'm sure you'll do really well. Uh, let's stay in touch. Thank you. And uh, we'll yes, talk more course. as we go along. Yes, so, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Absolutely. So take care, be safe, and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Leah Kalkowski on her undergraduate journey so far at Northwestern. Leah came to college with the idea of exploring various disciplines before settling on her major. Northwestern facilitated that, and Leah has settled on psychology and social policy as her major. With matriculate, she has been able to help high school students with their college process, as well as cultivate advising fellows for matriculate at Northwestern. I hope Leah's experience motivates you to check out Northwestern for your own undergraduate study. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.